Welcome to The Dark Academicals, the podcast where we delve into the mythos of dark academia one book at a time. I'm Sophie Waters. And I'm Sarah Purnell. And this episode, we are looking at Summer Suns by Lee Mandelow. Andrew and Eddie are best friends. They do everything together until Eddie joins a graduate programme at Vanderbilt ahead of Andrew. Six months later, just before Andrew is supposed to join Eddie in Nashville, Eddie dies by suicide and Andrew is left with everything of Eddie's, including a hungry ghost and bloody family secrets. As Andrew searches for the truth behind Eddie's death, it's not long before he gets caught up in the world that Eddie hid from Andrew. Drugs, boys, street racing and a grisly curse that's now Andrew's to bear. As usual, we've got a few content warnings for you for this book. We've got death by suicide, blood, murder, drug use, alcohol, grief, violence, homophobia and racism. Also, there's a spoiler warning because we will be talking about all of the twists and turns, if there are any in this book. It will all be (laughs) revealed. If you haven't signed up to our mailer at the darkacademicalsbookclub.substack.com, you totally should. We've got some really cool exclusive author content coming in the new year and we have exclusive episodes just for subscribers and even more so if you wish to become a paid subscriber and kind of help us along with making the podcast as cool as it can possibly be. So if you fancy it, come and join us over there. I guess we should start talking about uh, (laughs) Summer Suns then, reluctantly. Oh dear, why did we choose this novel? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have had it on my TBR and like I've had it on my like, I've been watching this book for a while. (laughs) Yeah. And like ever since you kind of mentioned it to me um, ages ago and bought a copy, it's been on my radar too as something that I really wanted to read because it just sounds so perfect. You've got um, Vanderbilt. Um, I don't know if it's an Ivy, but it's a prestigious university, isn't it? A very small, yeah. exclusive university. You've got mysterious deaths. You've got haunting. You've got summer goth, summer gothic. That's not a thing. Southern gothic, and it just it just ticked seemed like it was going to tick all of the boxes didn't it yeah alas (laughs) (laughs) it didn't this one was quite disappointing for both of us and we both ended up struggling with this book quite a lot Mm. um it just it didn't it didn't fully deliver on what we hoped for no i i feel like that this book is billed as something different than what you get yeah, absolutely. Like, especially in terms of the Southern Gothic. Yeah. Other than it just being hot and humid because it's, you know, late summer in Nashville, that was, and there being, you know, a haunting. <laughs> there wasn't really much else there to, to back up that subgenre claim, really. No, but... I mean, part of the setting now. I was so excited for where it was set. Yeah, like we. I don't. I don't um, I just don't think that it utilize the setting as well as it could no especially as like the summary makes a a big deal about it being an Appalachia as well like and although that's it's you know that's a socioeconomic and a geographical um demographic location I don't know what the word is but (laughs) other than it 
physically being there. We didn't really get any of the commentary on that. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't get anything from it. <laughs> it. It could have been anywhere in the South, couldn't it, really? Yeah. Because we didn't know where we were, <laughs> really. <laughs> Inside of a car a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. And I guess that kind of follows quite nicely onto our first um, element of dark academia that we always look mm. for, which is a higher education setting, often on campus and usually elite or exclusive in some way. And yeah, absolutely. Vanderbilt is, uh, I think it's a small, very elite um, college. I, I think it's, is it liberal arts? Just Googling it now. I, I looked, it's a private university. I don't really know what oh. that means. Are they not all private? <laughs> I don't know. Um, founded in 1873, Vanderbilt is comm- commemorating its people, places and programs that make up its rich history. Experience 150 years of Vanderbilt. That didn't tell me much. <laughs> I did look it up the other About. day. It's a private research university. Right. Um... Oh, Vanderbilt University has forged a tradition of academic excellence infused with a unique spirit of collaboration and collegiality. What does that mean? (laughs) Our mission lies in the quest to bring out the best in humanity. That's That's a big claim, isn't it? It is. But yeah, okay, so it's it's a small um, private... university so it it fits it fits on that um on that merit and it's you know very elite very exclusive especially like the the postgraduate um schemes that they're a part of that uh, that andrew and eddie are a part of they're quite um close aren't they they're quite small yeah um i think that's the thing we're like we're never really told but i'm assuming it's phd because yeah we don't we we're never told we don't know we don't find out what (laughs) andrew and eddie have done before there's no other grounding other than the fact that andrew turns 23 so that could quite easily be a master's but i know that the american education system works really differently to us so i don't even know if yeah, I don't know, but I'm assuming it was a PhD. I think also with the setting, it's like, it is present. And I think on a very loose technicality, you could tick this one off. But I just don't feel like we're, the on-campus has as much significance as it normally would in dark academia. Yeah, because Andrew barely shows up to his lectures or to his um, tutor tutorials or anything, does he? He's no. just... He's so obsessed with um, his, he's he's caught up in his grief and he's obsessed with finding out what happened to Eddie, and and that becomes his, <laughs> just to skip ahead a little bit, that becomes his preoccupation, doesn't it? He's not yeah. preoccupied with his um, subject of like musical theory or something, or even the occult and um, how that ties in with local history, which is what Eddie was studying, and he gets kind of drawn into. But he's also not really interested in that outside of using it to figure out what happened to Eddie. Yeah. I mean, I never felt like we got enough of... Uh, I don't feel like we got enough of 
even though Eddie obviously has passed away, I don't feel like we have enough of Andrew and Eddie on page to really kind of fully appreciate and understand how Andrew's feeling. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, we got a few flashbacks and a few yeah. dreams, but nothing, nothing kind of concrete enough, I don't think. Mm. There are definitely like better structural ways to to deal with that and to balance that a bit more on there yeah i mean in my head i immediately went to the secret history model where you almost start you'd start you start where it started that's not a bad place to start but then you'd go back and see like a lead up to it yeah and then it happened and then mm, the after yeah yeah with the knowledge of what's coming kind of yeah or even just a really basic dual timeline yeah. It's not yeah, my yeah. favourite, but it would work. Ninth house style. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, there, there are ways for that connection to be stronger. Mm. Because I didn't really connect with any of the characters because we didn't really get to know them. No. Other than ju- like, them just being generally kind of awful. Yeah, and the 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 woman at the beginning, I can't remember what her name is. What's her name? They're at the. They're. He's picking up, um, Eddie's car, and he's with. What's she called? Dell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, um. I think, personally, she just says how I felt through the entire novel. Like, <laughs> you don't know these people. Like, just go home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get some therapy. <laughs> you mm. know. But then because it's... I just. Didn't have enough time to, like, fully understand where he was coming from. Yeah. But at the same time, the way she then acts towards Andrew further into the novel, I'm like, okay, you're actually a dick as well, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, they're all dicks. But (laughs) in the beginning, like, I was... I could totally see where she was coming from. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even a case of unlikable characters, because I love an unlikable character... It's just that we didn't know them enough for them to be an unlikable character in that way. Yeah. It was like seeing someone from a distance or watching someone do questionable things like through social media and, and you're going, well, you're a dick, you know? Like, yeah. it, it felt really distanced. I mean, I didn't think I'd ever say this, but I think I connected with the characters from The Magicians more than I did in this book. Yeah, at least we got to know them a bit. I mean, yeah. not not hugely, but more. Mm. Yeah, it was just a bit... It was a bit lacking across the board, but particularly in character. Because I can read a book without a plot. I can read a book with wishy-washy settings or wishy-washy anything. But if I don't have characters to grip onto... I don't care. Yeah. And I th- think that's what was really missing for me in Summer Suns. I agree. Um, secret societies, though. Uh, I mean, not in the traditional sense, but I guess the street racing is a bit of a, yeah. a secret society. Is Less a secret society, more of like a secret world, isn't it? It's more of like a, it's who you know, and also if you know, you know, kind of. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Situation. Um, so that it is something that you have to be invited into, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's not it's not necessarily difficult to aspire towards. No, no, in no. In a sense, like if you wanted to, you could probably get in. Oh, it's yeah. not the case of like the stakes aren't as high as say like you know in the secret history trying to get into that circle was like mm. a mammoth task and somehow we managed it but like it is like <laughs> a more of a mammoth task than or even like you know in ninth house like there's no way you're getting in there if you find out about it like do you know what I mean like it has to be uh, it's earned in a different way whereas this feels a lot more accessible if you know the right people yeah you basically need a car and a death wish (laughs) yeah (laughs) and you're fine (laughs) yeah honestly like there's that scene where they're um where andrew and sam are racing on the highway i just i no I just, no. my whole body was just like, no, no, no. Because obviously, even, and the thing is, I wasn't even particularly worrying about them because I didn't care about them. I was just like extrapolating that. All of those people around you that you are risking yeah. the lives of, it just, and because I didn't care about them because I didn't know them, it changed the way I saw lots of scenes like that. Yeah. And it just, instead of like this secret a secret world becoming something that was interesting or cool or something that i wanted to learn about i just thought they were absolute idiots it was just reckless in the worst possible way so dangerous and it's not even i think the worst thing is it's not even just them they're putting at risk it's everybody else yeah whereas that's not something that really happens in the secret societies um in Dark Academia, except maybe Ninth House, some of those societies kind of, when they go wrong, they affect a lot more people kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, they do. But the, the I suppose the the perspective we see it from is from someone trying to t- clean it all up. It's someone trying to <laughs> make yeah, it safe. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And kind of reduce collateral rather than be the person causing it. Mm. With no thoughts of yeah. <laughs> anything else. Yeah, and there's um, no, there's no also. He doesn't have a particular drive or a want to do this. He's just like, well, if I want to find out what happened, I should probably go along and figure this out. He doesn't even really seem to particularly enjoy it. Like no. he gets a rush from it, and he enjoys the drugs at the parties, but. Other than that, there's no real desire or need for him to be a part of this. Yeah, I think what I struggle with, and I don't know if it's just because I'm getting old, but like <laughs> I just saw this group of boys together taking a bunch of drugs, driving cars really fast. And I was just like, you're just a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Like no, there's I... nothing to aspire to. There's nothing. I mean, I know that's probably the point as well, but it. I just wanted something, like, part of their, like, as a reader, like, I just wanted part of their, like, their way of life to, like, grab me and be like, oh, that's quite cool. Yeah, yeah. Just something to hold on to. Yeah. Because, like, I quite enjoy fast cars, like, fast bikes, like, kind of into that a little bit. So I was a little bit excited for this element to be in there, but then it was just, 
it was just at the ex- kind of like at the expense of other people rather than mm. doing something that's like fast and fun and yeah I don't know yeah not a fa- not a fan <laughs> it's like I'm I'm I mean I'm fairly ambivalent about cars and stuff anyway um despite growing up having to watch the MotoGP uh yeah I just but it's again it's something that I could have been invested in if it was written right <laughs> yeah and it was sadly lacking <clears throat> As was, I think, the old Gothic architecture, because I know if we're talking Southern Gothic, we're talking more like, I suppose, the fitting bill would be like the colonial style, mm-hmm. like old plantation houses, basically. Um, but okay, I don't, I never felt a strong sense of place in the terms of the Gothic no, I didn't either. So I did actually look up Vanderbilt and um, like the architectural style, like properly. And apparently it's like capital R romantic, but in a bit of a mishmash way. Okay. So while it's not gothic, it still has that that age and that gravitas and just a bit of something that really could have been used and drawn on. And it wasn't. Yeah. I think the most impactful setting was um eddie's house yeah it reminded yeah. me a lot of the house in ninth house for some reason <laughs> which one um, which one the um oh i can never remember what it's called the il baston that one <laughs> yeah that yeah yeah. Il baston. yeah 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 i see that it, it reminded me of that in like as a a safe space, but also there's uncertainty about it, and it's it's not quite comfortable and not quite home yet. No, like that came through. But again, with the setting, I feel like it's missing out on a lot of architectural like touch points that it could draw on, and it doesn't. And I, again, that's not the point. We're in cars. We're school a bit um and it's just not the obviously not the focus of the book but in terms of dark academia i think that there could have been a lot more um uh, explored in ways of architecture yeah and it, it is marketed as a dark academia or having elements of academic intrigue and stuff so if if it's going to be marketed in that way that has to have weight to it too like yeah. it's it's just a case of kind of throwing out buzzwords and if you throw out buzzwords and there's nothing to back that up then that's immediately taken away from the story because you're setting up expectations yeah it's always interesting isn't it when we read a book that we'll have on the even not even to be as bold as to have it <laughs> on the front cover mm. or somewhere in the marketing as dark academia Usually it's in that little tagline when you search it, <laughs> yeah. it be like Dark Academia TikTok sensation. But um <laughs> because then we're we're more expectant. Whereas when we come across a book that's delightfully dark academia mm-hmm. and hasn't been had dark academia slapped all over it, it's great. Yeah. 
So this doesn't specifically say uh, Dark Academia, but it says, Lee Mandelow's debut, Summer Suns, is a sweltering queer Southern Gothic that crosses Appalachian street racing with academic intrigue, all haunted by a hungry ghost. You know what? It ticks off some of those, but the Southern Gothic isn't there. The The street racing is, but the Appalachian specific isn't there. Queer's definitely there. Um, haunting and hungry ghosts and all that but the the academic intrigue there could be such a there could have been such a strong thread with that especially as you know the teacher trough yeah was the murderer (laughs) like and that's what we're looking into we're looking into what eddie was studying hmm it's such an important part of what Andrew is looking for. Yeah. I mean, Dark Academia does come up again and again, not necessarily, I suppose, in the traditional marketing sense, but if you just Google Summer Sun's Dark Academia, I mean, Tor.com mm. have an article say, uh, called Sexuality in Southern Dark, Dark, Southern Dark Academia. Um, yeah, it's where Summer Sun's is an academic gothic narrative. There's... Um, a queer dark academia YA story. Oof, no, not sure about that. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> um, where else is there? Yeah, it, was, it was a lot more graphic than I was expecting. So yeah, definitely uh, not YA. <laughs> dark academia ghost story. Um, yeah, it, it, it regularly mu- makes muses. On, yeah, yeah. And I guess that mm. kind of plays into what we were saying about. Um, his lack of kind of interest in academia. Yeah. So for a preoccupation with classical studies, Latin, Greek, literature, philosophy, it it just doesn't fit because the only thing he's in, he's obsessed with is Eddie. Yeah. And then Sam. Yeah. It's. I think also that. The, the mystery of Eddie kind of loses its way a bit. It loses momentum for me because it got to a point where we just hadn't really learnt anything. And I was like, I don't know if I care anymore. Yeah. Because we hadn't got anywhere. <laughs> because he got caught up in the in the ghost and in the drugs and all of that, you know? I think yeah. the issue is that there was too much going on it would have been much more effective if Mandela had taken a few of those aspects and really dug deep on them instead of kind of throwing it all into one. Yeah. I think that would have made a much stronger novel because it's not particularly long, is it, either? No, I mean, it felt long. It, it did feel long. 376 pages. Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. I think, I think it's trying to do a lot. It's really yeah. trying, um, and I think maybe it just needed to pull back a little bit mm-hmm. on some of those because they're big, 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 like themes and issues yeah. running through this book. And um, I feel like this book fits very nicely into would fit nicely into readers' hands who like those big kind of literary um intense reads but if if you fancied a bit of a spooky 
yeah. literary read. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's 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 a lot on the brain, and I think I wanted to be a little bit more. Uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but <laughs> whatever it was, I didn't find it. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's a controversial here, but I think that I would have much preferred if it had kind of got rid of the spooky stuff. If it had gone down that route of queer Southern Gothic with the street racing and the academic aspect, I think that would have been much more powerful because then you could do all of the class stuff, which is a really big deal with the Appalachian socioeconomic Mm. position in America. And queerness in that and it the southern gothic i think would have been a natural companion yeah to those things if they were really gone for hard instead of throwing in the ghost and the curse and the haunting and the you know yeah i think there is like a long tradition of like appalachian folklore and there uh, is yeah superstitious Mm -hmm. bits and bobs but Again, it's that case of, like, too many ingredients in the soup. Yeah, and that could have formed part of his academic studies. Yeah. You know, and he he really could have freaked himself out with kind of maybe projecting what he was learning into his life and into how he was doing at street racing and stuff. It didn't have to be accompanied by a literal haunting. Yeah. I think if it was that more of a psychological edge to it um would have been for me a lot more i think yeah yeah i see that so that kind of uh threw us <laughs> a little bit further <laughs> further down our list but let's go back to murder because yeah. there's a murder. lot of that there's a lot of that yeah there was a lot of it, but I failed to be shocked by it every time. Honestly, by the time we got to all the murdery bit, I was like, thank God it's nearly over. I know. <laughs> Which is really horrible because I actually thought that resolution, like not the resolution because the resolution was a tiny bit confusing, but that, that scene and all of the reveals and um, them being drugged by Trough, it was all... It was quite cool. That felt dark academia. Really. Yeah. It was. A, it was a nice twist. Yeah, and I it quite was... liked. It's like it was like, oh, they're going to be murdered. I mean, they obviously weren't. We kind of knew that they weren't, but it was yeah. like they're going to be murdered. But no, they're going to be murdered. And it was all like a, it was all unraveling in a very dark academia mm-hmm. way. You're right. But it was just it. It almost got a bit carried away with itself. <laughs> that scene and kind of evolved into something that I wasn't a hundred percent clear on like the logistics and how it all physically worked. No, I get you, but I think that was the only section of the book that I kind of enjoyed myself. Yeah, same. I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm the same. I think as well it was it was the most propulsion through the plot. We were finally getting yeah. answers. Things were finally happening. Um, yeah. and tension was high and emotions were high and you know yeah I think that those scenes revealed a lot more about Sam and Andrew than the other you know 320 odd pages 
Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. I don't know what I was going to say then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, lots, lots of murder. Lots of murder. Yeah. Some of it quite like gory as well. Yeah. I think it's almost quite, it was almost quite casual in its um, graphicness. What do you mean? Does that make sense? Well, in just the way that it, I never, I didn't ever always feel like the characters had the right response to what was happening or what they were seeing. Okay. Do you know what I mean? No. (laughs) No, no, I see, I do see what you mean. Like it wasn't, um... It wasn't put in for like shock shock factor, like in some horror. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't something that haunted the characters as much as it perhaps should. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was definitely dark, but it it was quite sudden, wasn't it? Hmm. Uh, and I guess that kind of plays into the dark, moody, and or haunting vibe because I mean, he's literally being haunted, so. Yeah, he's definitely tick. moody. Yeah, he's definitely moody. And it is dark. <laughs> it does feel quite dark and close. Yeah. Um, what I will say, though, about the the uh, dark, moody and or haunting vibe mm-hmm. is it did a great job of, of like maintaining and being consistent. Yeah, that's true. It, it definitely felt um, consistently a little bit claustrophobic as well, actually, for me. Yeah. I quite like that, though. Yeah, I, I do. That it was, I thought that was a really, really... Um, good uh element yeah i agree because when you think of like the american south you think of the big bright blaring sun kind of that kind of inescapable heat but it felt like most of this novel was at night (laughs) or in the dark um but still keeping that uh that heat and humidity and it that that created a really good atmosphere. Yeah. It was very strong in that respect. I feel like this one will be really easy, and that's hero worship of a particular figure or author. Yeah, that one's not hard. <laughs> There's definitely a whole lot of hero worship going there. Yeah. With Andrew and Eddie, like, mutually. Yeah. And also everyone of Sam. <laughs> yeah Just yeah that's right everybody <laughs> like because he's a little bit older isn't he we don't know how much older yeah but he's older i don't think so i think yeah it's it is reference but i don't know if we know exactly how much older but he kind of looks after everyone but he also organizes the street racing and he's kind of the boss man of those events and the parties i think it's really unfortunate that he was called sam because all I could think of in my head was Sam from True Blood. Oh, <laughs> poor Sam. Yeah, I didn't like him though, so that's not a good connection. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make that. I don't know. Yeah. I think Sam is the most interesting character in the novel, and I would have preferred it to have been focused on Sam. I agree. Or from Sam's perspective. Yeah. I think that would have been a lot more interesting to me. (laughs) I would have preferred Sam. Even though I hated Sam for quite a lot. (laughs) He was still interesting. 
So next up we have old money, which will collide with new money or no money. Um, there's definitely some clashes with money. With Riley. Yeah. And Andrew. And there's some vague touching on it, but I think it could have been developed a lot further. There was the scope mm. for it, massively. Because basically, Eddie's family was really rich. And um, when his parents died, Andrew's parents took him in, adopted him. They became rich. And now when Eddie's died, Andrew has inherited everything. And he is now super rich. <laughs> um, and he's kind of like funding Riley to be to live in this house. Um, and Sam doesn't have very much. He kind of sells drugs on the side um, to support his work as a mechanic kind of thing. Um, so there's definitely conflicts there, but I think they're touched on really lightly. Mm. And it is a bigger issue, especially in this area, and I don't think that was used to its full potential. I agree. Because Andrew was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And when Riley brought it up with him about, you know, paying his way in the house, Andrew was like, yeah, it's not an issue. Just forget it. Like, there was there was so much potential for conflict, for conversations, for uh, development. And it was just not there. No. There was weather, though. There was weather. It's hot and humid um, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's like late summer in Nashville. So. Sticky. Sticky, yeah. There's lots of talk of aircon. <laughs> 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 Which I guess if you're in the summer in Nashville, that's a big deal. <laughs> but I think that contributed to the atmosphere, didn't it? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's also obviously what gives it that southern gothic feel as well yeah absolutely as well as, the, as, well as kind of being a, a trope of dark academia it's also obviously mm-hmm. a big part of southern gothic so I yeah think absolutely that it got the it got the weather got the weather got the weather good yeah definitely i agree then finally, we've got underdeveloped social skills or the protagonist is portrayed as an outsider. I don't think he doesn't have social skills. He's just an ass. Yeah, I think he's an ass of his own making as well. It's not yeah. like he's clamouring to... A bit like the Secret Society thing. He's not like clamouring to be part of this world because he's an outsider and he's always wanted to do this. It's like very different motivations mm-hmm. and... He quite quickly and easily becomes a central part of that group. Yeah. With, I mean, almost reluctantly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't really want to, but it's like, oh, the only way he can find out what happened to Eddie, kind of. Uh, Yeah. And he's, he's an outsider at the very beginning, but only in any way someone new to a friendship group is, you know? Yeah. It's nothing, um, specific about him or about the plot or about you know any like we were saying about secret societies it's not a hard thing to break into so it doesn't it's not really an issue no 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we weren't massive fans of this one. So it was a struggle. It was a struggle. And it was, it's just made so much worse by the fact that we are both so looking forward to it. Yeah, it's so sad. I was, yeah, really looking forward to it. We had high hopes. But alas. <laughs> Did you have anything else that you wanted to bring up about the book? Um, no. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> So, is it Dark Academia? No. No, it's not. It's... Uh, a, a, a queer horror, I guess. Yeah. With... Queer horror with a Southern Gothic leaning. Yeah. Vague elements of Southern Gothic. So. Yeah. So, next time... We will be looking at Study and Drowning by Ava Reed, which is the finale episode of season six, which is a little bit nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the, the words in the summary is Welsh and I can't roll my R's, so I apologise in advance. Effie has always believed in fairy tales. She's had no choice. Since childhood, she's been haunted by visions of the fairy king. She's found solace only in the pages of Angerad, a beloved epic about a mortal girl who falls in love with the fairy king and then destroys him. Effie's tattered copy is all that's keeping her afloat through her stifling first term at her prestigious architecture college. So when the late author's family announces a contest to design his house, Effie feels certain this is her destiny. But Heroif Manor is an impossible task, a musty, decrepit estate on the brink of crumbling into a hungry sea. And when Effie arrives, she finds she isn't the only one who's made a temporary home there. Preston Hellery, a stodgy young literature scholar. Preston Hellery, a stodgy young literature scholar, is studying Murdin's papers and is determined to prove her favourite author is a fraud. As the two rival students investigate the reclusive author's legacy, piecing together clues through his letters, books and diaries, they discover that the house's foundation isn't the only thing that can't be trusted. There are dark forces, both magical and mortal, conspiring against them and the truth may bring them both to ruin. I am so looking forward to this one. It's one of my most anticipated books of the year. It's so good. It's also one of the prettiest books that I have acquired this year. <laughs> so I'm very, very excited for this one. And in next week's episode, we will also be announcing our season seven lineup. And you will be the first people to hear about this. So do not forget to join us. Thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate you. And we will speak to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.